You are now on air. Anchor morning audio date is 02.23.2023. Current time is 05.22 a.m. here in upstate New York. That'd be the southern tier of upstate New York where I live and reside on this Thursday morning. And it's time for the Anchor morning audio. The Anchor Morning Audio, the audio slash podcast that I do. Rich Roberts at Fireman Rich here on Anchor.fm as well as over there on Twitter. Wishing you a good morning. And yes, I do have the morning coffee here for the Anchor Morning Audio. It would not be an Anchor Morning Audio, as I always say, unless you have coffee. You don't have a morning broadcast unless you have morning coffee. Or at least a hot chocolate if you don't drink coffee. Let me fix my... Uh, microphone there um so we do have the uh coffee going here with the teaspoon of unsweetened cocoa a coffee hack there that uh, uh allows us to uh, uh get a uh, uh get the day started and we are getting our day started here and what I, do i see something did I make a mistake here? No, it's good morning, live life. Okay, how come that's not uh, showing up on there? Let's see. Profile. Oh, that's interesting. Let's go ahead and do that. I'm just checking my, uh, let's go ahead and back out on the uh, intro music there. I just noticed something on my Twitter feed here that uh, I usually do my, my three posts and on my Twitter line, oh, there they are. Okay, it's just it's just a Twitter. I just had to refresh it. Okay, so we're good to go, and we're off and running here. And uh, but uh, I hope you all are having a good start to your day, wherever you may be on this big blue marble. We're having a hashtag positive start to the day. Hashtag PSTTD. We did have some snow yesterday. Oh my God, we did. We did get some snow coming in yesterday afternoon. I was on a day off, had a dental appointment, and then uh, uh, did a, a few um, tasks that I wanted to do. And uh, then the rest of the day was mine. I, I sort of took a nap, a half-ass nap. I didn't really. I laid down for a little bit, but I was uh, more concerned about the the pending storm that came in yesterday, and it did drop. Uh, um, I would say at least an inch where we're at, and the roads were a little uh, sloppy as far as that goes. But uh, all, all we were weather, we weathered the storm in a manner of speaking. And uh, currently here in the southern tier of upstate New York, we have uh, it's 35 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 1.6 uh, degrees Celsius or centigrade, either or. A lot of people use Celsius. But you can still use centigrade. Centigrade does mean Celsius. Um, I guess Celsius is just the uh, um, the norm up there, degrees in Celsius. Uh, but it is 35 degrees 
Fahrenheit, and that's warm at this point in in the winter season. And as we're approaching spring here, finishing this last week of um, February, it's going by quick. And uh, let's see, we got considerable cloudiness, occasional rain showers this afternoon. High of 54 degrees, so all that snow that we had yesterday eventually will melt. And let's see, winds out of the west by southwest, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance of rain, 40%. They had some hellacious storms out uh, Chicago way, Minnesota, Wisconsin, out there. They, they, they took the blunt of the storm. And um, as far as that goes, when it, uh, it's, it hit here, it was a big storm. It, it extended all the way back uh, from New York State out to uh, Minnesota there. As far as that goes, so uh, but we're going to have some some uh, 54 degree Fahrenheit uh, weather today, so that's a good thing as far as that goes. Uh, good things is also what we try and do with our thought for the day. Our uh, quote is from a gentleman. This gentleman. Um, I don't really like, I guess, but I can understand that he he was a big influence on um, the creation and uh, uh, of an industry that um, has really taken off as far as that goes, and that's Steve Jobs. Um, I do like him a tad better than uh, um, the guy from Facebook there. And uh, Zuckerberg, so uh, uh, he does have Steve Jobs does have that form. But his thought or his quote and our thought for the day: Everyone here has the sense that right now is one of the most one of those moments when we are influencing the future. Think about that one. This is a pretty interesting one because each day we have a new day. We have a clean slate to do things. Or else we're cleaning up stuff that we we did in our past, you know, yesterday or the days before. But uh, for for all practical purposes, each day is a new day. So, um, but uh, his quote, Steve Jobs' quote, I think uh, sort of punctuates that. Everyone here has the sense that right now is one of those moments when we are influencing the future. Each day we can influence the future. You know, you live today as today, okay? And uh, you know, something I'm, I, I haven't known to say, hey, don't worry. You don't worry about what's happened in the past, okay? You can take a look back and stuff. The past is the past. You can never never change that. Um, but the future, you can mold. You can shape. Can you change it? I don't know. You you have some influences on what you do today, in a sense. You know. Um, I'm not a scientist or anything like that, so it's just my gut feeling that, you know, um, I'm the person I am today by the path I traveled and those decisions I made at those key points in my life, and uh, that's the influencing of the future. So uh, I think it's a a very pointed uh, uh, quote from someone I don't really care about, but I can respect, okay, you know, uh, as far as that goes, but everyone here has the sense that right now is one of those moments when we are influencing the future. Sometimes we may think we're not influencing anything, but 
we may surprise ourselves as far as that goes. All we have to do is look. So there's our uh, our thought for the day that I posted up there on Twitter. And uh, let's see, our national days. Uh, today is uh, Thursday, February 23rd. It is the 54th day of the year. And the um, eighth week, we're finishing the eighth week. We have National Tile Day. Oh, that's nice design, if you like tiles. Uh, National Toast Day. I didn't have toast yesterday. I had some uh, English mus- muffins. They're, they're like a toast. They're, they're pretty good. This one's not bad. National Chili Day, but it's going to be a little bit warm today, so that's a good one. There's a better one. Uh, National Biscuit Day. If you have a dog, give that dog an extra biscuit. And, uh, of course, yesterday was National Margarita Day. But uh, today is going to be National Banana Bread Day. Who doesn't like banana bread? You know what? I'm going to post that one. Let's see. Let's copy image. <coughs> copy image. And uh, uh, we'll go ahead and tweet it out here as far as that goes. Let's see. we got the picture. Let's get the verbiage. And... Uh, Hashtag National Banana Bread Day. Let's see. Let's see. We got to go. Where do we put that tweet? Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. February 23rd annual recon- annually recognizes a well-known food holiday. National Banana Bread Day. Hashtag National Banana Bread Day. So banana bread looks good. So I'm going to go ahead and tweet that out. I think I, I tweet out the National Day's pictures more so doing the audio slash podcast more so than I do on the um, the live stream over there on Twitch. And uh, let's see, let's get back to our National Day. But uh, bakers know that to make sweet and delicious banana bread, they need to use full ripe mash bananas. I mean, they have to be overly ripe. The resulting quick bread is moist and almost cake-like, and I like a little white frosting over it. That, that's always good. Um, and while some recipes call for yeast, most don't. Either way, the finished product makes, makes a tasty sliced snack. Uh, toast it and add butter for even a more satisfying taste. Let's see. It was back in 19... It, in the 1930s, baking soda and baking powder made banana bread and other quick breads standard features in American cookbooks. Pillsbury included banana bread recipes in its 1933 Balanced Recipe Cookbook. Uh, the release um, of the uh, Chiquita Banana Recipe Book in 1950 further secured the banana bread uh, acceptance. And uh, surprisingly, bananas first made their appearance in the United States back in 1870. Probably when they looked at it, they said, what the hell is this? <laughs> For a long time, Americans saw the tropical fruit as merely that, a fruit, not an ingredient. It would uh, take a few decades before they started seeing the banana's potential. And there's a lot of potassium in uh, bananas, which is good, because um, when I used to uh, run uh, track and cross country in high school, we always... Uh, every all the runners had bananas in their backpack and, and their uh, sack lunch and stuff like that. Bananas were good for the potassium aspect that kept you from cramping when you were doing heavy running. So today is National Banana Bread Day. Enjoy. Uh, let's see. I do have an interesting story. 
which I do like bringing to the um, Anchor Morning Audio slash podcast, as I am calling this a podcast now, and uh, seeing that we're on a, a multiple of um, other platforms as far as that goes, uh, just to name a few. Let me see. Let me get to my Anchor. Uh, um, this audio goes out, oh, let's see, schedule maintenance on Monday, February 27th here on Anchor. Okay. But uh, this audio slash podcast goes out to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast. I'm now on Amazon Music. I'm now on iHeartRadio, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, which used to be my my podcatcher that I used to listen to. I used to use the app to catch uh, the podcasts I listen to. Now I use uh, Fountain Podcast. Fountain Podcast is a fantastic... Uh, Stitcher's good, okay? Don't get me wrong. It just I uh, got back into uh, listening to more podcasts using uh, Fountain uh, Podcasts on my phone, primarily because my podcast shows up, as well as other people that I listen to. And um, I think uh, just give uh, my good friend Ed Waters a plug. Ed Waters has a new uh, podcast that's out that I have to listen to. And Ed Waters at Free Circle Three, he does an interview. Um, uh, oh, what is it? Can I get to that? Let's see. Um, no, I don't want to touch my phone because I don't want to disrupt the thing. Let's see. Let's let's see what. Uh, let's see. Um, his Ed's uh, podcast is uh, Dead America, and let's see if we can go to their Dead America. America. Um, free circle um, podcast and we'll see uh, I can give it a rundown Dead American, oh that's so far on Apple let's see it's showing up on Apple here so let's see let's see what we have um, is it Gordon Firemark you know what? I'm gonna. I gotta make sure. So let's go ahead and go to his Twitter feed. Let's go to at Free Circle Circle Three, and that's Ed Waters' uh, podcast. And uh, what's going on here? Did I say that? Oh, C I. Oh, I gotta put an R in there. I forgot the R. Fat fingering my typing here. There he is, Ed Waters, on Twitter. And uh, he's Ed is a someone I've known over the years since the old Dialogue days, which is an audio platform that we were on. Oh, there it is. It's Gordon Farmark, who is a lawyer specialist in entertaining media and business law. He is known as the podcast lawyer, and uh, that's on um, that's pinned on Ed Waters' Twitter page as far as uh, his, for his Dead America podcast. And I will be listening to that, Ed. I will tell you that uh, uh, here. I gotta ca- I'm catching up on my podcasts. But I do listen to Ed over on my Fountain podcast uh, podcatcher. So uh, uh, to give my good friend Ed, uh, uh, and he always has uh, very good interviews as far as that goes. So he is well worth the w- listen. I highly recommend him. And uh, um, also follow him on, on Twitter, as far as that goes. Uh, let's see. Backing up now to our uh, 
our um, story, our good story. I like bringing a good story to the Anchor Morning Audio, like I said. It's, uh, it's been a staple for a number of years back. Uh, when I used to do this on Dialogue, I mentioned Dialogue. It was a web-based audio platform, and that's where I met Ed Waters. And uh, I did the same format back then. I think I started this format back in the old audio boo audio boom days and I've stuck with it and it's 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 always fun doing as far as presenting a, an interesting article and this one is researchers successfully successfully turn abandoned oil well into a giant geothermal battery now geo, geothermal it's expensive from what I've been told but um What's in its it's in place? It's well worth as far as uh, the the benefits of it. So, um, but um, let's see. The current administration is spending hundreds of millions of dollars to close abandoned oil wells, oil and gas wells across the country. Well, yeah, they should be opening a lot of stuff on the on that front also to give us more. But we're not, we won't venture out down that road right now. We'll save that for over there on Rumble where I can talk about it. But uh, what if they could solve the problem of renewable um, energy storage instead? 3,000 feet below the Midwest, uh, Midwestern states in a geological structure of um, uh, porous sandstone, researchers from the University of Illinois dep- uh, deposited existing as heat heated water which could be used to generate electricity in the same way that uh, geothermal power plants function. I'm already seeing something wrong with that. If you heat the uh, water, you're using energy up here. How much of that energy is going to be lost if it's down in the, you know, you see what I'm saying? So I'm not sure if this is, uh, but the University of Illinois is doing this to check it out, I guess. Uh, The Illinois... Illinois basin is ideal for oil extraction, but for no subsurface source of heat to produce geothermal power. So they can't have geothermal. So it's an alternative to geothermal. The same reason, however, that made it ideal for extracting oil made it perfect for the potential new method of solving the problem of renewable energy storage. So this isn't really, it's storing energy so i guess hot water is a form of energy the illinois basin boasts the correct thermal conductivity for the deposit of water heated through um, excess renewable energy produced from solar and wind okay so they're going to be using solar and wind okay which is already a value um, um, a usable source of energy that we're using for electric. So if we use this for something else, we're going to have to do more solar. And that's a thing. It's a, it's a, it's a fine line when we're doing this uh, renewable energy thing because solar panels, they, to make a solar panel, you have to produce, um, when you're producing a solar panel, it uses the so-called, quote, fossil fuels, as they like to say, okay? And um, so fossil fuels are not going to be going away anyway, anyway anytime soon hopefully maybe down the line when we have an alternative and i, I uh this past tuesday's 
uh, Anchor Morning Audio, we talked about hydrogen. They're, they're trying to extract green hydrogen out of seawater now, which is a uh, which is looks very very uh, interesting. I'm not too sure about this because it's just a loss of the heat when it's down there in the ground. Minerals from high conductive uh, high conductivity are sandwiched between um, insulative layers creating a, a condition for the water to retain its heat enough to generate electricity okay uh, we'll see well when the, you go down deep it, it is a little bit warmer down there they say so many of the same properties that make a surface a subsurface fo rock formation ideal for oil and gas extraction also make it ideal for geothermal storage said Lee researchers uh, from the Illinois University, an environmental engineer. Uh, this guy is an, an environmental engineering professor at the University of Illinois. And his statement is, and because our test site is a former gas well, it already has most of the need needed infrastructure in place. Of course, you got the hole already drilled. That's more than three quarters, maybe eighty percent of the t the test. To test, so this is all a test to see if it's valuable, you know, valuable, value, or it can work. To test the heat storage capability of the site, the researchers inject water uh, heated to 50 degrees Celsius into the well for three days of injection in April 2021. Okay, so they already did this. After shutting down the well, the team monitored changes in pressure thermal condition and the hydraulics for five days. Our field results combined with uh, further uh, numerical models find that the process can sustain a thermal storage efficiency of 82%. Yeah, but for how long? The study further reports an average overall net cost of electric electricity generated of uh, 0.138 cents per kilowatt making the proposed system economical viable and profitable i don't i still don't see it you know because you warm something up eventually unless it's there's a continual heat source which you're banking that being down there in the thermal uh geothermal levels that it'll stay heated and geothermal, it's only about 50 to 60 degrees if you get a geothermal uh, heating system in the home. Our findings show that the Illinois Basin can be an effective means to store excess of heat energy from industry sources and eventually more sustain sustainable source like wind and solar. Um, the underground reservoir essentially acts as a large underground battery while the repurposed abandoned oil and gas wells. It is a win-win situation. Yeah, they, I'm not really totally convinced as far as that. I think it's a good idea in theory um, as far as mass production. Um, I think, I'm not sure. I think uh, if we put more solar panels out, in uh, the wide open spaces and stuff like that, that would be more efficient than this as far as, but we're using something that's been abandoned and this infrastructure pretty much is all there. So um, uh, I'll give it a chance. I'm not too enthused. This is one of the first renewable things that, um, you know, as far as uh, 
to help with these the, uh, so-called alternative fuel systems that we have and stuff like that. Not that I'm a, a tree hugger, and I'll say that straight up. I'm not a tree hugger. I'm a practical person. This Just on this article, it's, it's, it's a good experiment, but they haven't really convinced me as far as that goes. So, uh, um, but... We have to make those attempts. We have to, we have to do the tries. And if it's not very successful, then we find out we are successful in knowing that that's something that doesn't work. Um, I don't know. From what I'm seeing, that uh, okay, it's a it's a big uh, University of Illinois experiment to see if this will work. Whether it'll be. Uh, uh, Viable on a commercial basis? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. They've they've done the math because they've got a uh, uh, a number of what it costs. Uh, the study uh, reports an average overall net cost of electric generated is uh, 0.138 per kilowatt hour. So, which I guess is pretty cheap. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not that knowledgeable what what the cost of a kilowatt hour is, and. Uh, and it's, they're stating on paper it's economically viable and profitable. So we'll have to keep an eye out on this one. I think the use of hydrogen energy and um, also um, uh, generating, um, uh, what's the other fuel? Biofuels are, um, are more um, realistic than this other one. But then again, like I said, they're going down into the geothermal area where they'll keep the water warm, and they just need to keep it at 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which uh, it's not over-scalding hot, which, you know, when you hear a geothermal, oh, geez, those are like, uh, you know, really steam temperatures or something like that. So, all right, let's see. We're moving over to our good history for today, and uh, what do we have? Um, it was 137 years ago today an American inventor used uh, electrolyzing to extract aluminum from aluminum oxide to produce that event, that uh, process that eventually resulted in the reduce, reducing the price of aluminum. Aluminum at one time was more costly than gold back in the day because of the electricity. They didn't have the amount of electricity. It takes a lot of electricity to produce aluminum. Um, but this... Uh, this process, when it was invented 137 years ago, uh, reduced the price of aluminum by a factor of 200, making it affordable for more practical use from soda cans to the right brother, to the right flyer. They used aluminum um, as small grains uh, amid clay. It was thought by medieval alchemists to be the grains of dirt from a, from a second current forming earth today more aluminum is produced than all other uh, metals combined uh, the process was discovered discovered by a gentleman named charles martin hall who helped found the pittsburgh uh, reduction company which became the american company of aluminum company of america so there we have it um aluminum just uh, made on a grand scale 137 years ago today. Let's see uh, what else we got. Uh, Alabama became the first U.S. state to enact 
an antitrust law back in 1883. Uh, let's see. U.S. Daylight Savings Time commences two months early in response to the energy crisis back in 1975. I remember that. Actually, the, this um, Daylight Savings Time is uh, going away, I think, after this year, from what I heard. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Um, 78 years ago today, God bless them, a group of U.S. Marines scaled the mountain during the battle during a battle in World War II and hoisted the American flag as an associate press photographer, Joseph Rosenthal, captured the triumphant moment, capturing one of the most iconic images in military history. The photo taken at the top of Mount uh, Suribachi during the Battle of Jima won him a Pearl, Pearl, Pearl Sur Prize, or whatever they called. Um, that, was a, that was one of the bloodiest battles in the Pacific there, too. So uh, God bless the Marines, as far as I go. The fight for Imo Jima in the Pacific Islands lasted five weeks, and comprises some of the fiercest fighting in World War II, with uh, terrible casualties on both sides of the American and Japanese back in 1945. We shall not forget, as I like to say. Uh, let's see. And that's about it. That's it for uh, our good history, as far as that goes. And... Um, Let's see, what else I got? Yesterday, uh, on my day off, yesterday afternoon when I woke up from my half-ass oh, stretching here, stretch at the, de at the desk here, computer desk. Um, our good friend Randy W. Horton that we um, we watch over there on Twitch, and um, I recommend you all watch and listen to him. Um, he was trying something new that got me checking it out, and I'm on, I got an account, I established an account, it's a beta program called Kick. K I C K. It looks just it looks similar to Twitch, and that's what it is. It's a live excuse me. It's a live streaming platform, and um, I dove into it yesterday. I don't know why my video didn't show up as far as that goes, but um, uh, I did try something new. It's beta. And uh, the only reason I'm on there is because Randy W. Horton suggested checking it out and getting. Uh, uh, so I have one follower. I don't know how I can look at see who I'm, who's following me, as far as that goes. It doesn't. Uh, it's 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 got some work for it, but there are people broadcasting on it, and they're getting some good good numbers as far as this one person who's uh, slots and casinos. Let's see what he looks like. Yep, I'm 18. We can start watching. So this is, uh, okay, he's doing slots. So that's why he has 1,700 people and stuff. He's very entertaining in what he's doing. So um, we'll go back to our page <laughs> as far as that goes. Let's see. But um, it's something new. I'm going to be checking it out. I don't, I don't anticipate anything exciting I'm still on Twitch I'm not going away from Twitch or anything like that but I like to bring up uh, what I might be doing and this is kick 
K-I-C-K.com forward slash Fireman Rich is the page I have. Um, if you're over there, give me a follow. I don't know. Uh, I may broadcast again. I, I broadcasted for about 15 minutes yesterday, and for some reason, the broadcast did not take. And it might be because they recommend you use OBS, and I did not use OBS. I used uh, um, Streamlabs OBS as far as that goes. And, uh, uh, yeah, Streamlabs uh, OBS on the desktop instead and uh, it worked well it worked good i don't know why my uh video did take so maybe you have to do so many uh videos before it uh it stores it there but uh when you go to randy w horton's page let's see um you can see his videos but see he changed to obs and it it, it when he went to change his obs back to where he wants to use it on uh, Twitch, it screwed things up. So I'm glad I didn't do that because I don't want to mess up my OBS. My OBS I use for uh, Twitch mostly as far as that goes. So so just something new that's out there you might want to check. It's kick. It is beta. So uh, it, it's not put together totally, but there are, there are people there. And usually with Randy, and he even says it's not really all that great. But something to, to fiddle around with and stuff. And he already has 94 followers. Of course, he's going to get the followers as far as that goes. So so um, check it out if you'd like. But uh, if anything, um, it's something new that uh, I like to talk about. There hasn't been anything really new that's uh, been that interesting since uh, the demise of the previous live stream platform I used to be on. And... Uh, and I don't think that's going to come back anytime soon. It's just like Periscope. Periscope is gone. People wish it come back, but and Periscope is actually there. They just people aren't exploring it as far as um, uh, Twitter Live. And um, there's another platform. Um, what's that? Vocal. Get. Vo uh, it's not Get Vocal. It's just Vocal now. And I'm not using that really that much because the camera. On the replay, it's not all that great. And they're still on, what, 0 0.20.4 version. And that is still beta, as far as that goes. And, um, and let's see, uh, my plan. It says five recording re remaining and then four hours and four minutes and 59 seconds live streaming. But I haven't used it in February, I don't think. I don't think I've used it in February. Or have I? I don't know my channels. Let's check my channel real quick. Yeah, last well, I I, I deleted a lot of broadcasts. I was mess, messing around with it, so we'll have to see what what that looks like in March. Whether that resets, I think you get five hours a month on the vocal. That's why I'm not really using it that much. And it's a pretty good platform for what it has to offer. It's a lot better than this Kicks, that's for sure. But they're both beta, so you have to state that you know them being beta as far as that goes so um all right we're at 35 minutes we're going to go ahead and uh cue the outro music and exit stage left as far as that goes and uh get our day started here finish our coffee maybe uh get another coffee we're at the top of the hour here um uh, in uh the southern tier of upstate new york where i live and reside and we're going to get our day started we got to go to the day job today and um get this want to be 
Friday over with this Thursday and uh, wake up tomorrow do a live stream on Twitch I will be back here on doing the live stream on Twitch tomorrow morning and uh, to get our day started for the Friday so we can get the, through the day and start our weekend okay folks I really appreciate your listen uh, as far as on the uh, audio slash podcast and uh, thank you for that it's always, always appreciated taking some time out to listen to this knucklehead on a soapbox here on the Anchor.fm. All right, folks, this is Rich Roberts at Fireman Rich here on Anchor.fm, and I'm also over there at Fireman Rich over on Twitter, where I told myself as a social media observer. Let me reset my audio. Where I told myself as a social media observer, social media enthusiast, in other words, I like playing on this thing called the internet. And we always have, uh, we could always have something that happens as far as resetting the audio there. So you all have a great one on your uh, day today. Do have a great day. Wherever you may be on this big blue marble, live life, have fun. Ciao for now. As always, peace. Take care, folks.